0: Welcome back to the uh, Service Management Leadership podcast with me, David Cannon, and my colleague, Ken Jarvis. This is the People Cert day. Uh, we're being hosted by Jeffrey Tiefetilla on the Service Management Leadership podcast. Thank you very much, Jeffrey, for uh, for this opportunity. Now, for this month, we are discussing the benefits of using ITIL, and we, we have quite a few to cover. Uh, I don't know that we'll get through all of the benefits in in this month, but we're certainly going to look at some of the more important ones. Here's an interesting uh, combo. I'm going to look at two benefits today. Um, You know, a lot of people have kind of looked at ITIL, and I've heard this argument and seen it on social media. You know, ITIL is an out-of-date framework. It's been around forever. It doesn't really have any relevance today. And, and I have to say, I'm I'm not sure what those people were really thinking when they said that, because actually, uh, ITIL has been evolving pretty significantly over the past uh, number of decades. And uh, a bit of research uh, that was conducted uh, actually shows how organizations are using ITIL to stay up to date and up to pace with things that are happening in the industry. So this is research that was performed by Research in Action. They interviewed 1,500 uh, IT managers with budget responsibility and uh, uh, asked them what the benefits were of using ITIL. And this is this one of the results. So the, the first thing I'd like to look at today, there's two aspects to evolution of the industry that I want to look at today. The first one is innovation. So, we all know that innovation, the rate of innovation is accelerating. Um, The the new technology is hitting at a a speed that we've never seen before. And what we're seeing here, the researchers showed us that 75% of organizations use ITIL to adapt to changes in the market and to future proof their business. Uh, And again, they did this uh, by level of maturity. Those who did not use ITIL, saw the speed of innovation slowing down uh, 2% of organizations. Those who use ITIL, we saw that the biggest uh, effect on their innovation program was uh, at at a fairly uh, mature level. So in other words, this is not just people adopting ITIL for the first time, and then suddenly they're increasing innovation. But they've implemented idle practices, and they've refined them, and they've optimized them. And as a result of that optimization, we're seeing that the speed of innovation is improving. A little bit counterintuitive for some people, because a lot of people perceive idle to be bureaucratic, about rules and regulations, about uh, you know, following our processes to the letter. But in fact, what what we're seeing here is that organisations are using ITIL to fuel innovation, and and I found that very interesting. Um, again, that's uh, that's my intro. I I don't know if you have a uh, some comments that you'd like to make about that.
1: Yeah, David, it, it's interesting, and and you know, if I I you know I've been in this industry a very long time. I remember the days when if you ordered an IBM mainframe, it was a two-year delivery timescale. Um, you know, th- those, are, you know that's, those are the days when IT could take their time on anything that happened. That's not the case anymore. You know, if you don't keep business with, with, with changes in the marketplace from, your, from an IT point of view, even more importantly, changes in the marketplace from your business verticals point of view, you know, you, you are going to become an obstruction. Um, you know, you've got to keep pace with where the business is going. And these, are, these could be weekly decisions, you know, certainly not yearly decisions like they were in the past. So if you don't have the n- nimbleness to adapt you know, the way you run your operation to, to the speed of the business, you are going to be left wanting. And, and I think that's where ITIL, and, and you're right, you know, if you look at ITIL 4, and you, know, you and I were working on an assignment when you were, when you were writing the books for ITIL 4, you know, and, and I read ITIL 4 and saying, wow, this is absolutely amazing, because I don't want to say you leapfrog, but you certainly kept pace with what was happening in this fast moving market so yeah it, it's, it's if you're still an idle one yeah sure this is going to hold you back okay <laughs> if you've kept pace with ITIL, and that's what you should be doing the same as you do with any other software you're not running windows 7 anymore you're running windows 9 10 and 11 at the moment Yeah, if you keep pace with the ITIL framework you know you will maintain and now have that nimbleness to be innovative, creative, and respond to the needs of your business. It it it's. I don't know any other way you could do it because if you don't have those processes, then any roads are going to get you to wherever you want to get to.
0: Right. And interesting. Um, you you talked about the discussions that you have between IT leaders and and uh, other business unit leaders. Uh, how have those changed over the past? Let's say, let's just go back fifteen years.
1: Uh, you know, you, you go back five years and they've changed significantly. <laughs> you know, once again, you go back twenty years. You know, we used to tell the business what the IT needs were. They, you know, I I, I joked that the business couldn't spell IT, and I'm not talking about it spelt out. I'm talking they couldn't spell IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you, you can't pull the business anymore. Yeah, you know, in many ways, they're more informed, specifically in their niche about the marketplace than you are so go and talk to any finance director about a general ledger system he knows more about what's in the market than you do um, so you know, you need to be ready to have those conversations you know he's going to make the decision you've got to decide how you support him you know what the what the what, what the data issues are what the continuity issues are what the process issues are you know those are the discussions you're going to have with him there are days of you saying we'll go and find a system for you are, are, are not gone because, you know, you're still going to do some joint investigations around large ERPs, by way of example. But the smaller systems, you know, they're going to tell you what they want and you're just going to have to support. Once again, the frameworks and the methodologies will help you react quickly and, and speedily to to the needs that they want.
0: Right. So we're, we're finding a lot of organizations using ITL to try and help them set the agenda for those meetings and uh, and, and figure out how they're going to respond to these requirements. The other thing that's changed, and there's there's another benefit I want to touch on this week, and that is that uh, the role of partners and suppliers within organizations has changed dramatically over the last 10 years, Um, where IT used to be the primary service provider and controlled all vendor relationships. We now have a situation where IT is really just one of the players There are multiple service providers into the organization and we're finding that we have to deal with that. Interesting thing that the research found is that um, managing partners and supplies effectively uh, was very strongly supported by ITIL use. And in fact, what we found is that 93% of organizations saw improvements. Most of those improvements came with more mature, and uh, more, um, yeah, not only mature, but also more integrated uh, practices um, between IT and the business as well. So we see 34% who have established and optimized uh, practices in place, achieving significant improvements in the way they manage partners, and 59% of organizations with integrated uh, practices between IT and the business uh, achieving that. So we're we're seeing ITL really getting traction with how um, suppliers in the in the organization's ecosystem are getting managed, not just by IT, but by business units as well.
1: Yeah, and and you know anybody that says they have control over their whole environment from from an infrastructure point of view is is not correct. Um, yeah, you know, just just think about you know, Teams and and Zoom calls. You know, effectively that's an outsourced service. <laughs> um, yeah, so 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 you can't say you're in control of everything. So the ability to partner with the business and to partner with your supplier. Um, is is critical in today's world. And, you know, Jeffrey yourself and I were talking just before this podcast. You know, ab- about managing supply like Microsoft. The way you manage Microsoft in the past is fundamentally different to the way you manage Microsoft now their billing mechanisms have changed the way they bill has changed it's consumption based um, you know and 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 many times the business has is, is, is contracted with Microsoft uh, directly um, you know for, for a software as a service you know, how do you manage that environment how do you control that environment without those methodologies and the disciplines of those methodologies you, you're going to struggle as a CIO to bring all that together
0: right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Uh, and just again, to uh, to sum up, um, far from being outdated and um, and bureaucratic, uh, we're finding that ITIL is certainly helping organisations to move into the future way of uh, of working uh, with technology in both IT organisations and business organisations, especially since they're becoming so tightly integrated. So thanks, Ken. Uh, and again, thanks, Jeffrey, for hosting us. And we will see you next week with yet another benefit of using ITL.